Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see all of you. Are you happy in church? Are you happy serving the Lord Jesus? Lift up your hands and just thank God. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We worship you. We praise your name. Thank you for a wonderful opportunity that we have in the name of the Lord Jesus to come to your presence, Lord. We love you. We worship you. We praise you. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see all of you. And it's a blessing for us to continue to have the opportunity to come before the Lord. Amen. Now, I am going to start talking about a very important person. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, a very important person. Amen. Come with me in your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 15. Amen. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now everybody underline that those two words in your Bible, another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. Now, are you here or go home? Today, I'm going to introduce you to the most important person in your life. Hallelujah. Let us go through some of the most important people in our lives. Our mothers, 
Our mothers? Are our mothers important? They are so important that we even have Mother's Day. Our fathers? They are so important that we have Father's Days. And ladies, ladies, listen to me. Every lady here, you must appreciate your father very, very, very much. Why? Because without your father, you couldn't have been a lady. You see, for a human being to be a man or a woman depends on the father. There are some chemicals in our body. All women have two. All men have two. The women have two. X. 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 The men have two. X and Y. For you to be a woman, you have to be X X. For you to be a man, you have to be X, Y. So, when those of you who are ladies, when your father and your mother met together and their reproductive organs messed up together, your mother could provide only eggs because she has two eggs. So all that she can give is one eggs. But your father can give an X or a Y. So if you're a lady here, when your mother gave an X, instead of your father giving an a Y, he decided to give his X. And that is how come you became a female. So ladies, your fathers must mean a lot to you. Many ladies don't like their fathers. They like their mothers only. You can't love only your mothers. You have to love your fathers. Can I have an amen? We are talking about important people in our lives. I am saying that today, I'm going to introduce you to the most important, the most the most important person in your life. And after today, once you know that person, your life will change. Amen. You will live a victorious life. Amen. Your life will be a life of victory. Amen. Another important person in your life is your husband or your wife. Oh yeah. I love my wife. I need my wife. Hey, she's very important. She makes sure that things are working in my life. So that when I'm sleeping in the night, I'm feeling very cold. I say, sister, please, push, come close. I need some warmth. I need some warmth. She's very, very important. And our husbands too are very, very important to us. Is that not so, ladies? Another important person in your life is your who? Your pastor. Your pastor. Very 
important. God said in Jeremiah, he said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Your whole life in the world eh, depends on knowledge and understanding. Oh yeah. Some of you are where you are because of the knowledge and understanding that you had. So your pastor is very important. He prays for you. He covers you up spiritually. You know, I pray for all of you. The whole of January, I've been praying for all of you. Yes. And I always pray for you. Another important person in your life is who? Your boss at work. The one that at the end of the month signs a paycheck. You can't joke with him. Oh. Make sure you don't insult him. If you are insulting, go and hide somewhere. That there's nobody there. Yeah? So they are different. Your doctor. Your doctor. Hey! You say your doctor is so important. Most of you ladies here, nobody can ask you to remove your clothes. Nobody. But when you see your doctor, and he said, please, I need to have a look. Remove. You say, doctor, please. <laughs> Remove right now. The doctor is very important. How many of you agree? Amen. Your teacher, our president is important as a nation. Our members of parliament, our political leaders, these are all important people. But, today, I am about to introduce to you somebody who is more important than all these people. And his name is called the Holy Spirit. Clap your hands for the Lord. And I chose my words carefully. I didn't say I'm going to introduce to you something. I said I'm going to introduce to you somebody. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. Lift up your right hand. Say the Holy Spirit is a person. Say the Holy Spirit is a person. Say the Holy Spirit is the most important person in my life. Now watch this. Today I'm introducing the subject and we'll continue. When Jesus when Jesus finished his work on earth uh, he came as the son of God and was on earth for 33 years. 30 of those years he walked around just like an ordinary man as a carpenter. When people said, they said, is this not a carpenter? Until he became anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he started moving around, preaching and teaching and telling the people about the kingdom of God. And he did that for three years. He did that for three years. He did that in a nation called Israel. 
Mostly, he was in another part of Israel, in an area called Galilee. And then he would travel and come to the south, to Judea. That is where Jerusalem was, all those areas. And he walked around, preaching, teaching, telling people about God, telling people about the kingdom of God, eh? healing the sick, working miracles. Now, when he started ministering, he gathered 12 of his disciples. As for the disciples of Jesus, there were a lot. A disciple is a follower. A disciple is a learner. A lot of people followed him, but he selected 12. And these 12, he called them apostles. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, all these people eh, were his apostles, 12 of them. He walked with them along the shores. Preaching. He rode on the Sea of Galilee with them. He went with them to the mountains. He went with them to the villages, to the towns, to the cities, preaching about God, preaching about the kingdom of God, healing people. And he did that for three years. Over that three years, he had become a deep friend to them. In Matthew chapter 8, when he entered into Peter's mother-in-law's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever. And they came to Jesus. Peter came to Jesus and said, please, my mother, it's not a problem. And the Bible said that he rebuked the fever and the woman was healed. Amen. Yeah. One time, they were with him walking through some fields of corn. They were very hungry. So they plucked some to eat. And the people were complaining, oh, why not allow them to eat small? He became their healer. He became their teacher. He became their leader. He became their instructor. He became their friend. He became the person that they were with. Hallelujah. Then one day, he gathered them and and told them, my time on earth is coming to an end. The reason for which I came, I must fulfill it. In Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, Jesus told us the reason for which he came. He said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so after three years of preaching about the kingdom of God, he surrounded his life for him to be killed and crucified on a wooden cross for his blood to flow because without the shedding of blood there is no remission so he allowed them to kill him for his blood to flow so that that blood will be available to you and to me for the remission of our sins How many of you understand the preaching? They were very
Christian. In Matthew chapter 16, when he began to talk about that, Peter called him aside and started rebuking him. You can't die. You can't die. We did do here. When we want food, you are the one who provides. Oh, Jesus. We remember that in the desert, when there was no food, you provided. When my mother-in-law was not well, you healed her. Because of you, we have become so popular. We feel so great because people look at us. Ah, these people who are working with this great man of God, this miracle worker, they are so great. And now, how can you go? They were so sad. They were so sad. Then, in the midst of their sadness, Jesus said, I have an announcement for you. I have good news for you. And Jesus gave them breaking news. Everybody say, breaking news. Everybody say, breaking news. Do you know what breaking news is? When we are watching television, and they are having a discussion, let's say they are discussing about present Akufuado's ministerial nominees. As they are having the live discussion, eh, and let's say that uh, somebody has shot somebody somewhere and killed five people. Immediately, they stop the discussion and they write in red, they say, breaking news. Somebody is shooting people somewhere. So when the people were sad, they were afraid that when Jesus goes, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He said, breaking news. That he said, in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, if you love me, obey my commandments. Then he said, verse 16, and I will pray the Father. You see, he had already told them that he was going. He said, when I go, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Who is this comforter that he's talking about? Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So watch this. He told them, don't worry. When I go, I am going to send you a person. He's called a comforter. He used two words. He said, it's called a comforter. Comforter. That word, comforter, when you look at the meaning of it from the Greek, because the New Testament was written in the Greek language. Now listen to me. Let me give you a little... Bible history. The Bible is divided into two sessions. Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament starts from Genesis, ends with Malachi, 39 books. That part was the history, it was the history about God's dealing with the people of Israel, mostly. Alright? And it was written in the language of the people of Israel. The language of the people of Israel is called the Hebrew language. So they wrote it in Hebrew. And then, Bible translators, okay, read the Hebrew, and then they translated the Hebrew into English. That is how we have the Old Testament 
in English. But the New Testament, which is about the life of Jesus, the life of the apostles, and the writings of the apostles, you know, to believers, was written as at that time in a language called the Greek. The Greek language was the most common language at that time. Just like in Ghana. The most common language in Ghana is what? It's three. We have Ever, we have Gan, we have Enzima, we have Hausa, we have uh, Dabani, we have all, which are all great languages spoken all over. There are a lot of Ghanaians who can speak many of these uh, languages. But the language that at least 95, 98% of Ghanaians can say one word is three. So, the Greek language was the most common language and so they wrote all these stories about Jesus and his disciples and the apostles themselves. Their letters that they wrote to the churches that they founded, they wrote it in Greek. And then from there it was translated into English. So every English word in the New Testament has its origin in the Greek. So when you look at this word comforter in the Greek, the Greek word is parakletos. Parakletos. P-A-R-A-K-L-E-T-O-S. And it means, watch this. Parakletos means comforter. Yeah. It means, it means, it means counselor. It means aid. It means helper. It means Assistant. Assistant. So watch this. Jesus was saying, don't worry. When I go, I will pray the Father and he shall give you a counselor, an assistant, a helper. Amen? Eh? A comforter, an aide, who will come and be with you. But he says something else. Watch this. He says something else. He added a word to the comforter. He said this comforter is another comforter. You can see there. Another comforter. Now, in the Greek, the word another is the Greek word alos. Everybody say alos. Say alos. A-L-L-O-S. Alos. And alos means, watch this. Alos means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. So Jesus was saying, oh, don't worry, Peter. Don't worry, Philip. Don't worry, Andrew. He said, I am going on. I will not be here. But when I go, I'll pray the Father and he is going to send you a helper, a comforter, a teacher, a counselor, uh, an aide, an assistant who is just like me. To you. What Jesus was saying, if I cared for you, when he comes, he will care for you. If I taught you, when he comes, he will teach you. If I healed you, when he comes, he will heal you. If I help you, when this comforter comes, 
Because this comforter is just like me. That is why, look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Watch. Give me the NIV. You understand it better. You understand it better. NIV. Verse, verse, verse 18. Verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You see, the reason why the disciples were worried, that is why in John 41 he said, let not your heart be troubled. Do you see? He knew that they were troubled. You see, when you are somebody who cares for you, that is why people cry when their fathers or their mothers or their, they cry. <laughs> if that is the case, I will go with you. If it is the case that now you are dead and you are going, they don't go with them. I don't know why they don't go. But you see, it is like if this person is gone, your father who pays your school fees, your father who cares for he has loved you all these years, he has done great things, and then one day you wake up, you are told that he's no more there. The sense of hollowness, the sense of emptiness, the sense of helplessness. How many of you can, can appreciate what I'm saying? How many of you understand what I'm saying? That is how the disciples felt. That is why Jesus told us, don't worry. When I go, I am going to ask the Father and he's going to send you somebody who is just like me. And brothers and sisters, I'm happy to inform you that that person is called the Holy Spirit. Oh, give the Lord a wonderful cup of it. So Jesus said, I will not leave you as an orphan. Who is an orphan? An orphan is somebody who doesn't have a mother, doesn't have a father, doesn't have anybody to care for them. I mean, an orphan doesn't know when he wakes up in the morning, where will food come, where will money come, where will clothing come, who will visit her or him. Do you understand it? So Jesus said, don't worry, you will not be orphans because I'm going to send you a person and that person is just like me. So, brothers and sisters, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the person that Jesus said when he goes to heaven, he will send to us the church to help us. Hallelujah. And look at Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sit- where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with whom? I can't hear you. They were all filled with whom? They were all filled with whom? They were all filled with whom? The Holy 
same spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them. Watch this. The feast of, go back to verse 1. The feast of Pentecost. Okay. Israel has a lot of feasts. One of which, alright, is the feast of Pentecost. And it happened 50 days after the, 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 the feast of the Passover. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus ascended to heaven. After he was resurrected and had walked on the earth for 40 days. And Jesus was crucified at the eve of the feast of Passover. So when you look at the period, he being crucified, resurrecting, walking on earth, and going 40 days. It means that if the feast of Pentecost was 50 days from Passover, it means the Holy Spirit came 10 days after Jesus had left. And he told them, they shouldn't go anywhere. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He said, don't go anywhere. Stay there. Look at it. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Stay in the city. Stay there. So when Jesus left, the Bible says they went to the upper room. They went to the upper room. 120 of them. And they were there praying, waiting upon the Lord, waiting for the promise and 10 days. And they were there. And when a sound of a wind started blowing and the Holy Spirit came. This most important person in your life, the Holy Spirit, came on earth. And the good news, brothers and sisters, is that since he came, he had never left. Where is he? So where is he? So where is he? Because I have not seen him before. How many of you have seen the Holy Spirit before? Bishop, you say that he's a, a person. I have not seen him before. So where is he? Let's go back to what Jesus said in John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's read it from verse 16. NIV. Where is the Holy Spirit? Today we have to locate the Holy Spirit. Otherwise we won't go home. Ah. How many of you won't go home unless we locate him? Where is he? Amen. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Watch this. For he lives with you and will be in you. Where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a spirit. You can't see him, but he's living with you and then he's also in you. 
How many of you can understand it? Yes. So, everybody here, if you are born again, if you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit? He's in you and He's with you. But not only that, when God chooses you to begin to use you as a teacher of His Word, as a pastor, as an evangelist, as a church worker, apart from being in you and being with you, He now comes upon you and anoints you and gives you power to be a servant of God. Are you clapping hands for Jesus? But watch this. I'm closing. There is a problem. There is a problem. What is the problem? The problem is that even though this Holy Spirit is here as our helper, many of us are not benefiting from the help of the Holy Spirit. We are struggling in life. Nobody is teaching us. Nobody is healing us. Nobody is guiding us. Nobody is telling us what to do. Nobody. Nobody. You know, whilst I was away recently, somebody sent me a test and asked me of help for something. And I told the person, I won't help you. I told the person, I have helped you enough. Now, grow up and begin to help yourself. Others can be helped, not you. I told the person. Yeah. The person said, I said, no. And I slept. In the night, God gave me a vision. And in the vision, he said, do it for him. So I woke up. When I woke up, I said, let Pastor Ivy a test. See, you didn't know. If you have disobeyed that, I said, send this thing to this person in another country. And even what he wanted, he came back to say, oh, he wanted a little more. I told her, go ahead. You, see, you didn't know. But you see, this person that is in my life, the Holy Spirit, in the middle of the night, he spoke to me to say, do it for me. So, the person was surprised. Because he knew that the matter was ended. But suddenly, he was called to say that, oh, help is coming. Why? Because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I am saying that there is a problem. Many Christians are not benefiting from the help of the Holy Spirit. Why? 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 Come. This is better Senzo. This is better Senzo. Do you have a lot of problems? A lot, Bishop. Do you have a beloved? I don't have now, Bishop. Do you have a beloved? Yes, Bishop. Would you like a wonderful beloved? I would love that. A lady... Who will go with you on missions? On missions. Serve the Lord of you. Who will support me? Are there a lot of ladies? There are plenty, Bishop. But you have not been able to choose one. Not yet, Bishop. It's very difficult. So sit down here. Sit down here. He's looking for a beloved. He's looking for a beloved. Now, come. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit knows the lady that this brother knows. Needs. The Holy Spirit knows. God the Father, come. You are big, so you are God the Father. Yes, Sonny. 
God the Father has shown the Holy Spirit. Go to him. Okay. Tell him about this. Look, he needs, he needs a beloved. He needs a beloved. A very good one who will support him in everything he does. So, show him the one. So, um, Tell him. So, you have told him. Yeah. So, you have told him. Have told okay, so the Holy Spirit knows. But what? Jesus said, when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit and he will be with you. He will be with you. So, the Holy Spirit is with him. And knows all his problems. He knows the lady that he must marry. He knows. He doesn't know. But he knows. Do you understand it? He knows. But look at him. He's struggling. For five years. Four years. Six years. He doesn't know who to choose. Listen. Why? Watch this. I'm closing. Why? Why does he have a problem? Why is he struggling in life? Why are you struggling? Why is it that there are things in your life that you don't understand? You need advice. You need direction. You don't know what work to do. You don't know where to travel to. Should I go to school or I should not go to school? Should I start my own business or I should not start my own business? Should I work for God or I should not work for God? You need healing. You need power. You need direction. You need guidance. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, these are the things that he's going to do. And yet, you cannot find it. Even though he's in your life. Why? This is the reason. Even though God has sent the Holy Spirit to be with him, he does not know the Holy Spirit. He does not know him. He does not know him. That is your problem. This most important person that Jesus said, I'll send to you to be your helper, to be your assistant, to be your guide, to be your helper, to be your teacher, to be your provider. He's in your life. Jesus said he'll be with you forever. And he'll be in you. He's with you. He's in you. But you cannot benefit from him because you don't know him. That is why God is asking me to teach you about this most important person. Your days of not knowing the Holy Spirit are over. You are going to know him. You are going to love him. Look. No matter, listen to me. No matter how much you have love for people or you want to help people, the degree of your help often depends on, do I know the person? Do I know the person? Sometimes there are people who come to church the first day. The next day, I say, they want to see the bishop. So they come. I say, yeah, I heard you want to see me. So this is the first time I'm coming to your church. So God bless you. Keep on coming. Bishop, I have a problem. I've been sacked from my, my, uh, my apartment. I need to pay my rent for a new one tomorrow. 10,000 Ghana cities. My children's school fees, 2,000 Ghana cities. Bishop, so that's why I've come to see you. So that you help me. Even though helping him is a blessing. I say to myself, I have a lot of children in the church that I know shepherds who are doing area fellowship work, parcel work, settler church work. They are singing in the choir. They are being in the church helping to build. We have not been able to solve all their problems. This new person, I should take 10,000 Ghana cities to give to you. I don't know you as you have come. Whether you are a thief, you are arm robber, you are a juju man, I don't know you. You have only said that you came to church. Church, anybody can come to church. Brother, no. The only reason why I cannot help you is because 
I don't know you. The only reason why we are not benefiting from the Holy Spirit is because we don't know him. But you are going to know him. And you are going to love him. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray to the Lord and say, please, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have sent. I want to know the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands and begin to pray, everybody. Lift up your hands. 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 Pray. 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 Lift up your hands and begin to pray. We love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. Lord, help us to know the Holy Spirit. This wonderful helper that you have sent into our lives. We are grateful. Lift up your voice and pray, everybody. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, Holy Spirit, from today, I welcome you into my life. You are my helper. You are my teacher. You are my guide. You are my Lord. You are my counselor. You are my age. You are my assistant. I cannot do anything without you. I welcome you. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you, but today my eye is open. Welcome, Holy Spirit, into my life. Welcome into my business. Welcome into my marriage. Welcome into my schooling. Welcome into my area fellowship. Welcome into my satellite church. Welcome into my ministry. Welcome into my, my relationships. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being in my life. I love you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for sending us your mighty Holy Spirit. We are so sorry for abandoning him, but thank you for revealing him to us today as the most important person in our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to walk with the Holy Spirit and to be guided and to be led by him. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, close your eyes. At this point, if you are here and you are not a born-again Christian, maybe you have been going to church Maybe you are living on your own. Anyhow, 
you have heard a word of God, but you have really not paid attention. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And today, Jesus wants you to become his child and be filled with this Holy Spirit that I've been talking about. He wants to change your life. He wants to change everything about you. Today, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. Those of you who are watching me by television, Jesus loves you so much. Wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray with you so that you give your life to Jesus right now, you need to make that decision. Close your eyes, everybody. Wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it very high. Lift it very high. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus in my life. Lift up your hand right now. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters who have lifted up their hands to come to you and to surrender to you for the blessing in the name of Jesus. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Take your Bible or your bag, whatever you came to church with. Leave your seat and come to me to the front here. Come. I want to pray with you. Come. 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 Clap your hands for them. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Clap your hands for them. Hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing that many are coming to the kingdom? Lift up your hands, those of you here. Lift your two hands. Pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer. Alright. Say, dear Jesus, I believe with my heart that you are Lord. I confess that you are my Savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please come into my heart and save my soul. Wash me in your blood and forgive me for all my sins. Dear Jesus, from today, you are my Lord, you are my master, you are my savior. Now say, Satan, I don't belong to you any longer. From today, I will not walk with you, I will walk with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services early rain service 6.30am to 8.30am His Presence service 8.30am to 10.30am and Love and Faith service 10.30am to 12.30pm Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gang, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. 
Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.